Do tennis players apologize too much? Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Wherever you... Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Are you looking for a tennis partner? If so, you've come to the right place. Join our free Find a Tennis Partner service right here on BackhandCity.com. All you got to do is log on to BackhandCity.com, join our website with your name and email link, and once you're inside the dashboard, you can set up your profile with your photo, your playing ability, your schedule, the zip code, and what your availability is, and you can start searching for tennis partners today. All you got to do is log on to BackhandCity.com. I'll include a link in the show notes. Well, today's topics, do tennis players apologize too much. I get this a lot from newbies who are constantly wondering why are tennis players always apologizing? And here's what it looks like. Typically, these apologies will come up during a rally. Maybe somebody hits a mishit ball off their frame or they get a little let cord trickler that dribbles over the net and you'll see the player either say, I'm sorry, or They'll put their hand up and extend a nonverbal apology. So where does this come from? I've come up with six ways that uh, tennis apologies are come up in tennis. And the first one is culture. I think, especially in American culture, it's a very monkey see, monkey do college uh, culture. So I don't really recall where it first started. But it's prevalent just because it's everywhere. So people are constantly apologizing. And let me tell you, your opponent appreciates it when you do extend the apology or at least put the hand up. Number two, let's give it some historical perspective. Tennis is a gentleman's sport historically. So the culture and code of conduct is written in there. Now, this is an unwritten code. It's not written anywhere that you need to apologize Anytime you hit a left cord or a mishit winner. But I think the derivative of it being a gentleman's sport led to the culture of the apology and the monkey see, monkey do attitude that we mentioned in tip number one. And most likely it got started on television. And professional players did it all the time on televisions and it just carried down into the clubs and public uh, tennis facilities. Uh, now, number three and four, I already mentioned one, and actually I mentioned both of these, but when do they come up? They typically come up on let courts in a rally. You don't have to apologize for a let court when you serve because you typically get a do-over if it falls in the service, um, the service box. But typically, in the middle of a rally, especially if you hit a winner, a ball trickles over and hits a let court and just drops over the other side of that, People sometimes may feel genuinely bad for that and offer an apology. And I think it comes just because your opponent feels like they were unlucky. So it's a nice gesture to say, hey, yeah, I didn't really try to just hit the net court and exploit the short area of the court and your lack of agility to get it. So it's a quick way to just kind of acknowledge your opponent. Tip number four, miss hits. This is probably even worse. And it's really a good reason to apologize because you didn't have enough skill 
to hit the string bed of your racket. You hit a miss hit off the frame and it still went over. Your opponent, if they lose the point, deserves an apology. Now, obviously, these miss hits cannot always result in a winner. The rally may continue. I find at the amateur level that players don't apologize if the opponent gets it back. But if you watch pro tennis really carefully, if they even just have the slightest miss hit, you'll notice even after a 30-ball rally, the, uh, the uh, player will extend his hand and get acknowledgement from his opponent. Uh, tip number five, or the incident number five, is friendly fire. Probably happens more so in doubles. Uh, maybe you're on the recipient end of it, and uh, your partner maybe hits a lame duck return, and the player at the net drills you right into the thigh. If that happens, there's a quick stinging sensation. It might not feel that good. And if you, I typically find if I drill somebody, they'll look up with a lot of venom and blood in their eyes. If you put up the your hand, don't even say anything. Don't let them interpret your tone. Just put your hand up, turn, and walk away. And I find the situations dissipate very quickly. And the sting of the shot and the losing of the point and getting drilled will go away quickly. But I'm a big fan of just the nonverbal hand signal. You know, because people like to interpret your tone. And you may be overly excited about your success. And if people get a little bit of sense of that, it can amplify and throw a little bit of gasoline on the fire. So when it comes to friendly fire, just use the hand signal. Especially if it's a really competitive match. Because emotions can be supercharged and it doesn't take much to set somebody off. And finally, tip number six is most of this is revolving around insincerity because you as the guilty party of hitting the net cord trickler, for say, is not really sad for your opponent. You're pretty happy you won the opponent. And listen, it's part of the game. And that's hanging there. People are going to hit it. There's going to be luck involved, and it does go over the net. Now, that said, I have practiced let cord passing shots. In fact, I rather enjoy it. So I want to see how low I can hit it to the net, and I want to hit it with different spins to see what goes over. If you're a big fan of hitting let cords and you're that super talented, I highly recommend hitting with topspin, which will help the ball propel over the net. It's a little trickier hitting a ball with slice on a let cord. It can be done. Um, but with underspin, it's pushing the ball back the wrong direction. And typically, when you hit a lead cord with underspin, the ball will set up a little bit more. Now, there's no art to this. I'm not claiming to be a lead cord expert. It really has mostly to do with how fast you're hitting the ball and, of course, how much ball hits the net. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Tennis Players Who Apologize Too Much. This is Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Don't forget to go on to iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. You get notified each day with a fresh episode. And, of course, if you follow the ATP or WTA Tour, tune into our live scoreboard with live scores and results every day from the world of tennis. Thanks for listening. This is Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's when push comes to shove.